1: Hilarious. Is this an Archie's comic? Who's hotter, Betty or Veronica? Oh, man, Betty. We can't sit here and talk about the hottest cartoon characters. I w- it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> disturbing. John, by the way, has looked it up. Drawing sexual arousal to cartoon characters. How about that? I think Rod would do a great interview with an expert on people attracted to cartoon characters. Not happening. It's a sports show.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Is it a sports show? Uh, welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. It's hour two coming in hot live here at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Three-week residency is well underway, and we're broadcasting from the Stage Bar, which is your number one source for game day live sports. And that includes tonight's... Calgary Flames, home to the Vegas Golden Knights, a battle for, as far as I'm concerned, NHL supremacy. These are two unbeaten teams. I cannot wait. We do have breaking news out of the Canadian Football League on Tuesday morning. Zach Caleros, the guy who's quarterbacked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to -to back-to-back gray Cup championships, has signed a three-year extension. The Bombers did troll me with the announcement I said three years ago when they acquired him. It was a nothing trade. Yeah, I'm eating my words, okay? Let's bring in Sheldon Napastic, now the longtime CFLer, or 99-06 with the Rough Riders and Stampeders, Iowa State veteran to talk some ball. How you doing, Shell?
3: Rod, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: Happy New Year. I feel like it's been forever since I saw well,
3: you. Well, it has been. Last time I saw you was uh, you know, on, on this show, but in a stage in the back room of the casino. You're, uh, you're moving up in the world. I, I don't know if your viewers can see this, but from here we're seeing like, the the whole floor of the uh, casino of the casino a little bit of activity going on here. It's, live uh, audience, live audience. It's uh, you know I'm it's, I'm, it's I'm a dream. It. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. You well, go.
1: we have come a long way, and I appreciate Sheldon's. He and I go way back to '99, as a matter of fact. Uh, he is from North Battleford, Saskatchewan, so we're going to talk ball here and so forth. But yeah. It's been good because the last time we were on this show, you're right. We were tucked in the back of the event center and you stayed after the show and you're like, Hey, so what's the deal? How did this all come about? And I told you, yep. and it's been the best thing that ever happened to me. So right. where, so where were you coming from
3: before? Cause you just got into Calgary. I was in Florida for the last two
1: months. Yeah. Now he said, can we talk about this on the air? And I said, we talk about whatever the hang we want, which incidentally, what's new since I saw you is we're being carried on live on WQEE radio in Atlanta, Metro Atlanta. FM. So we're live right now in Atlanta. So watch what you say. How about the Falcons? Yeah, there you go. Love them. Love them. Yeah. So we're in uh, Florida for the last two months doing the show there. Got great relationships with the Panthers and the Dolphins. Been following the Tua situation very closely. And I spent all summer here in Alberta. All the we're at the World Juniors for two weeks in Edmonton, at the River Creek Casino there. there How about you?
3: You got news too. You're growing. Well, yeah, growing. I guess uh, last uh, last time I sat down with you about a year ago, we'd – to start up the, uh, the drone business and, uh, shooting real estate photography and, and houses for realtors. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, that's really picked up actually. It was pretty exciting. We just opened up our, our first studio in Northeast Calgary, uh, in a, in a, a part of a Royal Page real estate office. And, uh, uh, just opened the doors on that on Friday. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I can tell by the smile on your face oh, yeah. that you're excited. Well, you know, the fun thing too is, uh, you know, I know you guys, uh, you can't see, well, some of you can see me out there. Um. I'm 6'5". i I'm still two hundred and ninety pounds, and it's kind of funny to get the uh, look on the people's faces when they walk into a photo studio. And uh, here's the gone, guy. <laughs> here's the guy with the camera, uh, just uh, towering over them. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been fun. Okay, you
1: come on out here. We have, um, hang on a sec. We have the Gray Eagle staff. You make yourself right at home. It's your home. So you take photos. You do whatever you want to do see how nice they treat us here there you go i'm getting in a lot of trouble here though shell because we've been here this is the 18th week total yeah and i got staff coming up hey rod welcome back rod where you been rod i don't know their name
3: yeah in every case yeah so i got to get on my stuff here yeah just keep a little list there beside you a little some little headshots. uh
1: yeah yeah you deal you're the Mm -hmm. dealer (laughs) yeah one of yeah so that's exciting and Look, people love the stories as much as they love the sports talk here. So I'm going to say a couple of things before we delve into whatever you viewers would like to talk about. And I'd like to talk about Zach's extension in Winnipeg and what you see happening here in the CFL. Obviously, NFL topics and all the rest. But everybody has a story. Sheldon's just happens to be a little more colorful than most. And the last time he was on, he told the story. And I'll just, you know, for the benefit, our new viewers and listeners. Now, I always have to reintroduce our guests, Sheldon, because we got new people tuning in all the time. Sheldon went to Iowa state and then he opened, you were a, you're a businessman by trade. What was your degree at o- Iowa state?
3: Uh, uh, Communication. Psych- psychology. Sure. Have you ever used your psychology? <laughs> not, degree? not at once. You know, that's the thing too. It was a little uh, misleading on the brochure. There's, there's counseling psychology. What I thought I was going to get into is like the really interesting human nature stuff. Uh, and what I ended up getting into is the bachelor of science program, which is a lot more just brain interactions and chemicals and, and drugs you and- realize
1: it is all kind of yeah. connected, though?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. In
1: life, it is. But he opened up a hot dog yep. vendor in Saskatoon. So in 1999, at training camp, you're outside a bar at two in the morning selling hot dogs to Rough Riders players because we had training camp there. And you said to your mom, it was to your mom, wasn't it? It was to my mom. I uh, you Take it from there.
3: Well, I mean, it's kind of disheartening because I spent the last couple of, uh, of uh, training camps trying to get on with the CFL team. Just couldn't quite crack it, and I'm sitting there serving these guys at night. And you know, guys, you're in training camp after two days; they're just having a great old time reconnecting. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was just it was like heartbreaking. And and you know, the next morning, I, I wake up and I'm calling my mom. I'm mom. Two years ago, I'm playing in front of ninety thousand people, and now I'm serving these guys hot dogs. Like, where, <laughs> where did I go wrong? She's like, Well, you know, just just call them. Let let them know you're in town. And you want to play? My like, mom, this this is, this isn't pickup football. You don't just like walk up there and say you want to play like that's not how pro sports work she's like well if i don't know anything about pro sports don't ask me and don't bring it up again don't don't bring it up again don't complain to me uh and uh you know i thought about it i was like i got one shot one shot one opportunity so that's it and i so i picked up the phone and i called uh i called the head coach cal murphy at the time and you know what he said nothing he wouldn't even return my phone call now i start getting mad like you got to at least give a guy a disrespect, call back, right? Yeah, put yeah. put me in touch with somebody, right? Um, but a couple of weeks passed by. They're back in Regina. Regular season starts, and I heard some rumblings that uh, Scrivener, their starting defensive tackle, was a little little banged up, wonky knee. I'm like, you know what? They're not calling me back. I'm just going to drive down there. So one day, I shut down the cart, make the two and a half hour trip to Regina, watched practice, waited outside for three four hours uh, for the coaches to come out, and uh, they did. And uh, Handed them the game films and they're like, oh, sorry to, you know, sorry to, sorry to didn't call you back, but no, we're good right now. But yeah, we'll take a look at film and, you know, great. Have a nice trip back to Saskatoon. And uh, so I jump in the car, a little deflated, get back to Saskatoon. Uh, within five minutes of walking in the door, the phone rings. And uh, it's Coach Cal Murphy saying, hey, you know, can we get you back here tomorrow? We just want to get you on film, moving around a little bit. Uh, see what, see what you got. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Next day, shut down the cars to drive to, uh, drive to Regina. Borrowed some shoes, uh, some turf shoes. And the rest uh, is and the rest is history. Yeah, next year I was starting. So. Eight-year
1: career, Saskatchewan and Calgary. And uh, let me just say this. So now he's running, you're in real estate in this drone business, as you said, in, in digital media, I guess. A guy called me by the name of Dwight McMillan the last time Sheldon was on the air. The hockey people will know that name. He's the Scotty Bowman of junior hockey. He said, Rod, I was watching your show, and I need uh, some drone work done with the oil company I work with. What's that guy's name? So I passed along your number, and uh, so you'll do, I guess you'll yeah, do I, drone I, work I, for... I, I
3: head down to Saskatoon a few times a year for different shoots, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Good. So to
1: football now. You said, well, you're, you're busy, so you're no, probably not watching every game. But can I ask you this? Football hasn't like my business has changed to the dis- degree it's almost unrecognizable, yeah from from when the era that you and
3: I met as football, you know it's it's changed, it's changed a lot, um, but it's still recognizable um, the, uh, I think the, the the level of expectation on the players has gotten higher. It's a really good product that's on the field up here right now. Um, yeah, um, and I think we've seen some some more established coaches and better coaching coming into the league. We still have horrible referees which mess up every game, but uh, when you take a look at some of the, the top franchises, you're talking about teams like Winnipeg, like Michael Shea, head coach. I remember playing against Michael Shea. I never thought he would be a good head coach. But he came in there. He left his helmet on the field, got into coaching role, took a lot of criticism. Um, but he built a team around him. He built a culture around him. And they've just been executing at a high level ever since. And I mean, and signing Zach Claro's uh, was no accident. They knew what they were looking for, and they got it. Um, and, you know, so I, I really appreciate now Honestly, just looking at how different organizations work, um, uh, Calgary Stampede, uh, they're just perennially on top, even when they, they, have, they have their struggles and rebuilding years. But it's a well managed club that always has a plan and an answer to everything. There is a
1: flood of questions coming in. For you. Oh, boy. They're all good. Nothing you can't handle, trust me. But can you see the light in the guy's eyes? He's, he's got pizzazz, this guy right here. So I'll begin with this. There are many. I'm not joking. How well, long do I have you for? Uh, as long as you want. Okay. Two segments anyways. Ted and Red dear, <clears throat> with regards to Zach Calero signing and then Tua, you know, you asked where I was. I was in South Florida. And I got to the point where with the Tua Tungo Viola controversy with his concussion, I had to turn the radio off. I mean, this is too much. It's all they talk about, man. Yeah. I'm sure Iowa's the same. Football, 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 oh, yeah. football. yeah, yeah. 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 So, Ted and Red Deer wants to know if there was a concussion protocol when you oh played. God. He says, my guess is no. So, Zach Caleros, we all thought he should retire. Winnipeg acquires him. <laughs> they win two great cups, and he signs an extension today. Tua, the doctor that the movie concussion was based on, begged Tua last week to quit. He said, like, quit. Your brain's not worth $20 billion." Next thing we know, Tua's starting this Sunday night against the Steelers. What do you remember from your days of, we, uh, concussion?
3: One, of the, one of the biggest changes is we just didn't take injuries, I think, seriously enough back in the day. Uh, I remember you know, walking off uh, Corey was this big fullback for Nebraska, and we had a head-to-head collision on the sideline, and both of us were a little loopy after that. <laughs> uh, I, I started after the game, I went and talked to another guy in, uh, on the Cornhuskers that I was you know, good friends with his brother, and uh, next thing I you know, I'm walking into the Nebraska locker room. I, just, I was just in this daze. I wasn't I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sick. I didn't have a headache, but things weren't connected. And um, back then, yeah, you just you know, get a good night's sleep and take a couple of Advil and, and just keep at it. There's no such thing as slowing down in the midseason. We we disregarded far too often head injuries. So um, you would say you had a concussion in that instance? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Was um, it the only one you had in your career? Yeah, we hardly checked for him. I don't know. I was a, I was a defensive tackle for 15 years. I banging mean, a uh, lot of heads. Banging a lot of heads. So. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel fine now. I'm sharp. But uh, I'll tell you what. I've seen some guys with the longer-term effect. And, um, um, you know, it, it's something you can't mess around with. We used to. I like that they're serious about it now. But they're still, you know, you still see those cases where it's, it's, they're making decisions, leaving it up to players. And I think this is, when it comes to your brain injury, you really just have to take that time, sit down, get it right. And, you know, in some cases, it leads a guy's retirement. I don't know if Andrew Luck, when he walked
1: away from the Indianapolis Colts, if it was because of concussions. I didn't follow his career. I know he had had injuries. I don't know if that was one. But then if you do walk away, you're going to face that scorn that he did. That couldn't be easy either. You're going to be criticized either way.
3: Yeah, you know, I think, I think now we're kind of getting a day and age. If, if they respect you, they respect you. If they didn't love what you did or, you know, on the field as much, like they might question a little bit more. But right now, the way I look at it, if a guy shuts it down, John Cornish with uh, – uh, with the Stampeders. He had a lot of good years left in him, but he shut it down because he knew his body was starting to go, and, and, he, and it was time. And I, and I really respect guys that make that he,
1: uh He had nothing left to prove either, though.
3: No, no, no.
1: no. I, think, <laughs> right?
3: I, I think he set every record in the books in his first four years. But uh, yeah. We
1: got to get Johnny down here. Um, well, while we're sitting here talking about it, and I'll steal some of my questions, and trust me, viewers, I'll get to yours. But we had Mark Stevens sat in that chair yesterday, the voice of the Stampeders, and I said, how is this Bo Levi story not the biggest controversy in this town? Because, again, coming from the USA, if Aaron Rodgers got sat down for Jordan Love, that's all anybody would talk about. Yeah? How are they not? Why are they not talking about it here? He said because the Stamps handled it right. They sat the players down, explained what was going on. Or is it just because they don't talk about the stamps in this town?
3: Well, right? you, you know, I, it, it's definitely about the same draw as it is in other cities. But I think, you know, here's the thing. Bull Levi, and I want to be careful about this, I respect every player that's made a living in this game. Uh, no doubt he's been the most winningest quarterback in Calgary, Calgary Stampede history during the regular season. But there's just something about a guy, when you're less than 500 in the playoffs or you can't win the big game on a regular basis, you just You know, and then, uh, and then a lot of the, uh, I want to be careful what I, what what I say about the guy, but you know, it's just, it's, you know, I was getting kind of tired of that and ready to move on. And it was, it always bothered me. Why am I not a huge fan of this guy that does nothing but win? Well, it's because he doesn't win in the, in the, in the, in the playoffs and in the great. And, uh, I think it was ready. See, his body was starting to fall apart. He wasn't performing at the same level. It's time to move aside, uh, and bring in the new blood. And they look good. I mean, the way they've they're, they're been winning. Fine, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a, well, it's a well-run organization with good, good players, good coaches. Give it time. We're not at the top of the game for the first time in how many years. Um, but, you know, they're, 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 they're going to be in
1: the dance. They're in the
3: dance. Yeah.
1: That's exactly. all you can ask. That's it. We'll be back, and I'll get to your questions for Sheldon Napastik. NFL, CFL, NCAA, whatever you'd like. And the Moose will return as well. We're live on Game Plus TV here at the Stage Bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, obviously your favorite podcast platform. And on your home of Southern Sports and Talk,
2: WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: A beautiful day in the foothills. I'm telling you, they all are. And we're live from there. Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Flames and Golden Knights going after it tonight. 7 p.m. in the Saddle Dome. The Moose will rejoin us uh, a little later on, but we've got Sheldon DePastuck with us. Is it officially eight seasons in the Canadian Football League? Yeah, eight seasons. Okay. Eight seasons, yeah. Great seasons, and he's settled here in Calgary, the home of the Stampeders. And we'll get to your... Uh, Questions and comments, I guess now um, we were talking about concussions. We're talking about Zach Caleros' extension in Winnipeg for three years today. Ryan in Saratoga in New York wants to know. Now now they're writing in about the Bombers. Hang on. So the Bombers traded, trolling me. Silverback says, (laughs) it's a nothing trade. Should I feel bad that the bombers trolled me this morning with their announcement?
3: No, man, that's, that's relevant. Your, your job is to make your calls and have your opinions and you're not, you know, you you blew that one, but I mean, (laughs) it's going to happen, right?
1: Sometimes you're going to take it in the nuts. It's going to happen. Nobody bats a thousand. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So Ryan in New York wants to know how you get into real estate and drone footage. What's your title? Oh, wow. What do you call okay.
3: what you do? Well, real estate. I've got a real, a real estate media company. So I, I, yeah. was, I was in commercial real estate for years uh, when uh, oil and gas tanks in Calgary in 2014. Uh, you know, the job just wasn't fun anymore. You're helping companies downsize and receiverships. And it was just. Uh, so one day, actually, as the start of COVID. We're, we're sitting out here in beautiful Lake Kukanusa, which is uh, right along the Montana uh bc border sounds beautiful oh it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous like 35 degrees celsius uh, weather you know, white sand soft sand beaches uh it's amazing but we're sitting there saying i think i'm ready for something else so we said well we got a drone that we used to shoot our industrial parks with um, buildings uh so we start a little drone photography business everybody then starts saying well you know we want the full package can you do interior photos and virtual tours uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, right? <laughs> and, uh, and it just come. hey, can you do a video for us? i you know, and so, you know, a couple of years later and you <laughs> 40 grand in gear and software and, compu- you know, and a whole lot of time going to uh, university of YouTube. Um, yeah, we've got a, we've got a pretty good, th- we've got a pretty good thing going here, but it's, you know, so it was just because I took something that I knew, which was real estate. Uh, during COVID, people weren't going into people's houses. So you knew it was more important to have good photos and virtual tours. And we just built the business around what was needed at that time. I love it. Yeah. So it just, universe, man. Just Universe, yeah. you just knew. Well, and grind, grind. I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, it's just, just like football. It's not, you know, just because you like taking pictures isn't going to make you a great photographer. You've got to spend every night um, studying, training. I've shot my own house like 37 times. I can't stand looking at my own house anymore and editing the photos. But every time you work on a new technique, you got to do it, right? Jack Fulton's watching
1: in uh, Vulcan, Alberta. And he says, Sheldon will succeed at whatever he puts his hands to. Why character, honesty, integrity. That's why. And I'd like to think Jack, why that's why we're all friends and why Sheldon and I got close way back in 99. You have to admit football as grueling as it is.
3: gives you wonderful life lessons. Oh, hundred percent. If you're willing to learn those life lessons. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's it. And I, you know, I think it doesn't matter what area you played in. You get guys in a locker room come in with certain expectations or any level of entitlement is going to absolutely destroy your career. I mean, you've got, unless you're one of the, the top guy, even the NFL first round, if you're a first rounder, um, you know, you got a general manager that loves you. They, they've picked you. You've got a little bit of grace and probably a whole lot of natural ability. The rest of the roster, just a bunch of guys that are working on mastering their techniques and getting lined up into where they're supposed to on each and given play. Right. And if you don't put in the work, I don't care what you do. You're not going to make it very far,
1: but again, well, that's how we're talking about it here. But attitude is the biggest denominator in life, right? You got to have exactly. the right
3: attitude. You're not going to last very long. Yeah, that's it. And that, you know, even right now, I don't know, like I know this isn't sport related, but it's fine. But, but there's a talk show, th- you buddy. know, right now, the big thing about quiet quitting can you imagine guys on a roster quiet quitting? Like, it just doesn't work. you got to be, find what you want to do, find what you excel at, and just go after it. Well, it's funny you say that because I heard this term
1: quiet quitting a couple months ago. I, I think I just said to Darren, what, it, what is this? Oh, it's you check out. Yeah. Well, it's not new. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, no, been around right. for
3: a long yeah. time. Yeah, no, that's
1: right. It has a name now. Now, speaking of that, by the way, I didn't bring in a, eight-year CFL veteran, and NCAA product, not to talk football. And I'm not going to lob any hard questions at you, other than you are following the CFL. A little bit. So, what do you, what's your take from well, you know? was
3: dude, I was very excited. I'm going to talk about one guy. The guy that excites me, and I think is going to do a lot to help boost the profile of this league. And it's this uh, Nathan Rourke out of BC, oh, yeah. Victoria kid. Uh, I'd never, even last year, I never really heard of the guy. I know he stepped in a couple games, and and the beginning of the year, they're talking about, oh, there's new, this new Canadian quarterback kid. I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. First Canadian starter in how many years. Uh, then I watched him get out there. I watched him drop back, make his read. Ball pops out with fire, making quick decisions. And he just lit it up for the for first few weeks. Then he's injured out for the season. Maybe making a comeback in the playoffs, I hear there's a chance. But for me, like my, my big take on the CFL right now or the future of the CFL are watching guys like them. Because there's no doubt that gates are down. Uh, I think the TV revenues and ratings are down. Um, and so they got to start taking a hard look at their package and promoting the right stars and getting, you know, the, the right venues to get them relevant with the younger generation. Because right now, let's face it, I think a lot of, uh, you know, younger Canadians are loving the NFL. Yeah. And, and what's not to love? I mean, they've got, they've got everything. Uh, great packages, great stadiums, betting opportunities, you know, everything. Uh...
1: Andrew, the Montreal Canadiens fan, says, I mentioned quiet quitting on your show, Rod. It was a while back. He was like the first guy. I thought it was a typo. I mean, check your autocorrect. What do you mean quiet quitting? I didn't even know it was a thing. Kevin, the medium. Kevin, we got to hook up, dude. He says, uh, how long before Nathan Rourke gets grabbed by the NFL? This is where I appreciate guys like Sheldon because he's never big time me. Well, people think that I'm a football guy, I'm not. I'm hockey first. Hockey's in my DNA. I never stepped on a football field as a player in my life, other than the grass in Milestone, Saskatchewan, at the old folks' home. That's where we played football. I didn't know anything about football. So with Nathan Rourke, that's what I don't understand. He doesn't get any kind of an NFL shot out of uh, Ohio, other than the Giants brought him in, I guess, in New York, as a receiver in a minicamp or something, an OTA. Or what do you call them? Those minicamp trials. yeah, yeah. 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 So NFL passes on him, comes to the CFL, lights it up, and now the football guys in Florida are saying to me, he's NFL ready, Ready. he's NFL ready, he's got to get out of the CFL, he's ready to go to the NFL. I'm like,
3: you didn't say that a year ago. Can you tell that fast in a half a season? You know what? I'm going to go back to the first game I watched him play. He was the real deal. Um, the, the poise that he has dropping back, his decision process, working through the, working through the routes, and that ball comes out. Uh, he, he's a gunslinger. He can think on his feet. Um, yeah, I think, I think he's going to get another look. He's only six two, which, you know, is, that is should not, be big enough. It should be big enough. It's, it's not, it's not impressive by any standards these days, uh, for a drop back quarterback, but, uh, he's, he's got, he's got the vision. His mind works, understanding defenses. He knows exactly what they're trying to accomplish on each play. They're running on offense, um, makes quick decisions. He's got an arm, but so, that
1: goes back to he's smart. Yeah, and he's got a great attitude. And the best quarterbacks that I've ever been around in the Canadian Football League are the smartest guys. Dave Dickinson was a killer, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, right. It's did he have the strongest arm? I no. don't think so. No, and he wasn't the most mobile. That first, the first year with the Riders, it was funny where I got the nasty uh, Napashik uh, nickname. Didn't I give that to you? You sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, I think that year I had uh, seven sacks, and five of them were against Dave Dickinson because he was like a drop back quarterback who wasn't very they knew mobile. Where he was they be. didn't move the pocket. It was just perfect for defensive tackle quarterbacks right in front of you. Well, but yeah, go ahead. Well, but he knew what he was. They designed the offense around him and he just did nothing but made great decisions. He'd take a few sacks, but he would move the ball. He would move the chains. And uh, um, yeah, he's one of the greatest minds in football. And now as a coach, you see the same thing. He's been able to take off the helmet but pass on his understanding of the game to you know to the players on the Stampeders and it's by the way
1: did you hear the hooting and hollering somebody did one bit here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino what are they playing are they playing poker already Woo! somebody's buying lunch lunch on you uh the viewers some viewers have morphed this into a discussion about the gray cup halftime act and who it should be i'm not going to waste sheldon's time with that unless you have a comment they haven't announced it yet we're a month away from the game people are saying shania twain listen go watch her documentary on netflix she's living in switzerland she doesn't want to come back somebody else let me say this about nathan rourke um you played against arlen bruce yeah he was a load well not a load star yeah and he has written in here like last week and he wanted to know our thoughts on who should win the most outstanding player awards. And I thought it's a little early to have that discussion, but everybody's bringing up Nathan Rourke. Can you give him the MVP of the league on a half No, a you can't. You, no. you really
3: can't. Yeah, no, you can't. That's, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's disrespectful for the guys that are putting in amazing years. And I'm sorry, like staying healthy, it, it, an injury is not always your an fault, ability, yes. but <laughs> it is an ability to stay healthy yeah. and, and uh, put out all season long. So
1: The best ability is availability. Another football term that translates to life. Wouldn't you say? What's that? the best uh, the ability? The best ability is availability. Oh, you
3: got to be Johnny on the spot, right? There you go. Versatility too. Yeah. Um, are you watching Edmonton? Have you watched their games? Oh, yeah, a little bit. You know, as, I mean, it's just a franchise. You know, and again, it's kind of sad to see um, a franchise in, in crisis. And they were, talking about well-run organizations, they were the class of the Canadian Football League for decades uh and it's just i don't know what happened to them now they're just falling apart um struggling with attendance i mean when we used to play there you'd walk in there and it, there'd be you know fifty thousand people in that stadium for the labor day play rematch there games. yeah and standing room only it was, it, it was an amazing venue to to play a game and to watch a game but uh, uh, yeah it's unbelievable well, i'm gonna tell it's you sad. before i
1: let you go and we have some time here but i want to give you time to answer this it's where i see the saskatchewan roughriders going i'm not joking you look at their win total the last three years, frankly, since Chris, Jones left, you say what you want about Jones, but since he left 13 wins, nine wins, six wins. And you're hosting the gray cup this year. And you're yeah. not going to be even potentially be in the playoffs. That's where I see the riders going. What do you see as a former
3: rider? Oh boy. Well, winning or losing doesn't go over well in, in Saskatchewan. No. And, um, you know, and, and uh, Coach uh, Craig Dickinson, I have a huge amount of respect for. I, I uh, played under him as a special teams coordinator uh, years ago. Another bright guy here uh, here in Calgary, yeah. But this is his first head coaching job, and, and uh, you know, you only take a job to get fired in coaching. So it's, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be looking at changes, but um, I guess it's going to be up to Jeremy O'Day, general manager, and, and the rest of the, uh, uh, you know, the higher-ups above him uh, to figure out what they're going to do to fix that thing. But it's, it's always funny. They've, I think they've always struggled a little bit in the management department. And until they get that right head coach that can really take over, uh, sometimes I think it's one of those organizations that seems to get in its own way uh, in the front office, right? And uh, it's a bad place to put a coach. Um, and if the coach is in a good position, then it's a bad place to be a player, right? Do you think they
1: have enough talent? Have you watched closely enough? Yeah,
3: you know, I, I have. I know that, you know... It, I think they have enough talent, but I, th- I think um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to put a finger on there. You've got sure. underperfor- underperforming quarterbacks. Uh, I think they're having some injuries on the offensive line early in the season. Um, you know, it's just one of those, those things. They're just trending in the wrong direction, which just sometimes, I mean, you can talk about, well, which parts are failing you, but sometimes you just need to take a you know um, you, an overall look and say, listen, the whole thing's kind of broken uh, right from management on down and uh, make some hard decisions. It's a great analysis. And
1: uh, by the way, how did you feel when, like you were part of the Rough Riders in a very magical era, ninety-nine to 0... 2, yeah, or what? Oh, two, oh two
3: ninety-four, four yeah, seasons. Let's go That's to the, the back. Let's go 99. to the big board. Yeah, oh 002. Yeah,
1: good oh call. Two, and then yeah. here in Calgary, 0-3 oh to 0-6, oh and that adds up to eight seasons. But you played for Shiv. Oh yeah, <laughs>
3: oh is...
1: <laughs> How did you feel when you saw him going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame?
3: Oh, you know what, boy, he, he's a character, right? And, and, and uh, I don't, you know, I don't care what coach you're talking about, what general manager you're talking about. Um, one guy absolutely loves a guy. Another guy can stand him because, you know, uh, me and Shiv, I think we were, we were, always, uh, we we're always cool. I, I was Mostly, you know, he uh, you know, hardly noticed me at all, which was probably a good thing back in those days. But, you uh, played well. You were not overly expensive. And you filled the Canadian key. Room. Yeah. And, and that's, but that's all <laughs> they ever looked at me as. Right. And that was, so it was killing me. So I came right down. They, they gave me a contract to resign at the end, uh, which was just ridiculous. And I, I said, listen, this is the number. This is where these guys are at that are on my level. I know what they're, I know what they just signed for. Uh, this is hometown discount right here. Think like, that'll make you one of the highest played guys on the team. I'm like, no, it won't. I mean, that's just you like, you know, it was wrong. You know, yeah. So I went to free agency in that morning. It's, you know, but within a couple of days, I had to choose between BC, Montreal and Calgary and, and uh, Calgary was just the absolute best situation to be in at that time. Um, well, actually, yeah, well, looking back, that was a Federer day. So maybe, uh, so what do you I know? You saw the worst of the worst. What,
1: what, do, what do I know? It only right? went
3: up from there. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, everything happens for a reason. A lot of guys are stuck around, as you know. It's a wonderful city. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Sheldon, keep in touch. Appreciate you coming you down. You got it, Rod. Yeah, you we'll got We'll do it. it more. Nasty Napastic joining us here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The Moose will be back in, and we'll answer all of your questions the rest of the way. NHL, Flames and Golden Knights going at it here tonight. NFL, college football junior hockey we should talk about whatever you'd like it's the rp show on game plus tv youtube live your favorite podcast platform and on the radio wqee 99.1 fm
2: have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now
1: Live across the United States as well, 31 states and on the air on the radio in Atlanta. Before we bring the Moose back in, a sports update on this Tuesday. The Philadelphia Phillies will face the San Diego Padres in an all Card NLCS series starting tonight. Righty Zach Wheeler is expected to start for the Phillies in Game 1. The hometown Padres will start 36-year-old Yu Darvish. The New York Yankees and Cleveland Guardians are set to play the decisive Game Five of their American League Division Series this afternoon. It is 2:07 Mountain, 4:07 Eastern. The game had to be rescheduled after a rainout Monday. The Yankees will start Nestor Cortez against the visiting Guardians. Cleveland's expected to counter with Aaron Savalli. The winner faces Houston in the American League Division, or sorry, the American League Championship Series. The Vancouver Canucks will continue their five-game road trip tonight in Columbus. The Canucks are winless in 3 games, as are the Blue Jackets, so something's got to give. Elsewhere around the National Hockey League, the Calgary Flames host the Vegas Golden Knights in a battle for NHL supremacy. In the early going anyways, the Edmonton Oilers welcome the Buffalo Sabres and the Ottawa Senators will entertain the Boston Bruins. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, breaking news, signing quarterback Zach Caleros to a three-year contract extension today. The reigning CFL Most Outstanding Player has thrown a league-high 35 touchdowns this year. Winnipeg is 31-4 since Caleros joined the team in November of 29, coincidentally the same time that I said it was a nothing trade. And the Bombers are making me aware of it today as we bring the moose back in. <laughs> this sports update for Ballers Rec Room, home of the RP show, Grey Cup Partey. Call Ballers for your tickets. It's Friday, November the 18th. Do we have the moose? Oh, for, yeah. For the Tap, Brewhouse, and drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So I don't know where to go from here. I've done a lot of talking. I want to turn this over to the viewers as much as we can. We are live on Bell. MTS Cable in Manitoba. They're all tuned in to know what probably missed off the start. Can you believe the Blue Bombers that announcing this three-year extension just played a clip of me saying it was a nothing trade when they, when they acquired him? I'm a little surprised by that. We all got a chuckle out of it, and I'll say it again. Was there four points? One, if you think I'm offended by that, you don't know me. Two, when I was with Zach, he was on our team. When we needed him, he wasn't around because of concussion problems. Number three, as sports leaders are fond of saying, I made the statement with the information that was available at the time. And number four, when they stop talking
4: about me, then we have a problem. Zach's where he's supposed to be. He was there. I don't know if the universe ever uh, wanted him to have success in Saskatchewan, <sighs> be in Saskatchewan. He's where he's supposed to be. And, you know, he's taking care of himself. The, the team has done a great job protecting him and taking care, and his health seems to be great physically, and now he's having success on the field. Okay. I sense something.
1: Well, I said we're going to turn it over to the viewers. I'm not angry about anything. It's just Jeff Gordon watching on the streaming says, Is anyone else annoyed that MLB goes with a five-game series and then a seven-game for the last two? No. They always have. Who cares? They've expanded the playoffs from a one-game wild card to a best of three. That's progress. Would we like the division series to be best of seven? Yes. But we can't complain about this like it's a new thing. right? It's always been this way. I don't really have a problem with it. Can yeah. we please stop complaining? Right, Mike? Let's stop complaining. Guy wrote in earlier about the digital ads on the NHL boards. I'm like, is that the biggest problem in your life? And the guy said, I beg to differ. It's very distracting. I'll tell you something as a goalie. You know, what was the bane of my existence is when they brought in the on ice ads. That's how old I am. The ice was just a clean sheet of white ice when I was playing. But then they, and when I say brought it in, I used to practice with the Regina Pats because our goalie was hurt all the time. So I would suit up. Yeah. And they would have these dark patches on the ice out at the points. Try and pick a puck up coming off a black ad for A1 plumbing and, you know what I mean? (laughs) Let's say Bronco plumbing. It was very hard to see the puck coming off one of those ads. Somebody sent me a clip from last night where (laughs) there was a puck on the boards. Did you see it? Yeah. It was a moving ad. It was a moving ad, but I'm thinking, I don't think it's a problem. You're supposed to be watching what's going on on the ice. As a goalie, yes, you're trying to play the watch the puck off the glass, off the boards. But it's also paying your salary, so can well, we get over this? The goalies
4: aren't seeing that. Those digital yeah, ads, don't see that. nobody sees it in the rink. But on the ice, we had a problem. But So in the rink, yeah. everybody sees just the static boards that are there, different from what we see on TV. It's distracting to a viewer, sure, but that's the point of the ad, to get your attention, right? So then you read it and you you know, get the product in your brain. I got to make you like, people will complain and Say, well, I'm not going to go buy it because I saw it. Well, that's not the point of that. That's not the point. <laughs> anyway. no, well, and the other thing, you know, regarding practicing with the Pats back
1: in the day, we had a guy by the name of Dmitry Nabokov. He played for the Russian world junior team. He was a first round pick of Chicago. So he would line up 10 pucks in the slot. Did I ever tell you this story? No. And he'd say, you, me, 10 shots, 10 goals. And I said, "I'll bet you a sub." I think it was Lamborghini subs was popular with the team. Do you remember Lamborghini subs? No. They were sponsor of the team. The subs looked like Lamborghinis, flat and yeah. wide. I stopped five of the ten against the first round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, one night, that goalie that always hurt. This guy was funny, Dimitri Duboc. He was funny. He was a different guy. He's not even with us anymore on this planet, unfortunately. But I remember him going to the back of the bus. I used to sit in the back of the bus. That may or may not surprise you with the players. I wasn't that much older than them. Right. And uh, our goalie did something. I'm not going to name him, but he coughed up the puck, playing it late in the game or something, caused us the game. He goes to the back of the bus, gets right in his face, and goes, you stupid little goalie. That was fun stuff. Uh, Regarding the best of five division series, Dan watching in Saskatoon says, Seven-game division series brings just what everybody wants, December baseball. Nope. Right? They, I guess it obviously is for a time. That. For time. Yeah. And somebody said uh, they're glad they went to a best of three. Jeff and Winnipeg says for the wild card. Yeah, because one game, did you ever even really make the playoffs if you're playing a one-game playoff?
4: No, you don't. You know, I think I would almost rather go the other way and shorten the series because if you imagine this, because the games are four and a half hours, five hours, and we have trouble sitting through that. You're not, you don't want to sit through seven, four, five, six hour games, and now we're having eighteen inning games that are going seven, eight hours. I would rather if, if you're telling me games are going to be five hours, but it's a one game series to win the World Series. I'll sit for five hours. Ali in Texarkana says
1: you're still not old, Rod. Uh, well, depending on your definition, but. I'm having a great time in Calgary, there's no doubt, and that's obvious, but I really like Florida. I'm counting down the years until I'm eligible to move into a seniors facility. <laughs> and while I will be by a long far, way away We will be by far the youngest people in the senior facility. Like, we like the peace and the quiet. It is a vibe. It is a vibe. You know. I like the quiet. I really do. I like it. Now, I was thinking about, listen, we'll take, we'll pause and come back for one last, the always fun overtime. But with the Calgary Stampede, there, we've talked a lot today about the universe and timing, right? On the show and yeah. even in the breaks with Sheldon. There's a reason I didn't go to the Calgary Stampede until this summer. I'd have died. Yeah. And those that knew me before would agree. I, I'd have been leaving the Calgary Stampede in a freaking box. It's all I about timing. time. In. Yeah. I don't doubt We will be uh Pink says the RP show live from Shady Pines. Actually, it is uh, Shady Hills. If Serena's watching right now, can you take a photo, Serena, of that trailer senior park on the way to the gym? I drive by it every day and go. Looks nice in there.
4: <laughs> it was Shady Pines from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I can't Get remember.
1: Me here. By the way, Mike Kelly's from Waterbury, Connecticut. Where they had a tournament on the Happy Gild. We Waterbird. had a big laugh about yeah. that. We'll be back with overtime right after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 of M.
2: Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Ha! it's a beautiful day in the foothills, and that's where we are. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Summer-like conditions here at Calgary's entertainment destination. Look at the Moose. Chin up, Moose. You're on. I know, I know. He's looking at the <laughs> buffet coupons that we just got handed. That. Oh, it's going to be a good day. It's been a great week, as a matter oh. of fact. Not just today. Everything's been great. Everybody's been so nice to us here. Yeah. My biggest problem is that everybody, the staff's now calling me by name. And usually that's my trick. I usually know everybody's name. I know. But now, welcome back, Rod. Hi, Rod. Great to see you, Rod. I, You'll have it in 48 Thanks, hours. guy. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the seniors facility in South Florida, was the name eluded me. Breezy Hill. Ah. You get a photo of it if sounds you want to beautiful. see it. Rusty in Saskatoon writes it and says, is there any sign of Morty's Cadillac there? Hashtag Seinfeld. Hashtag Del Boca Vista. <laughs> you didn't see that episode, no. did you? How no. many
4: seasons into uh, Seinfeld did you get? Uh, almost to the third season. So I'm working through it. Uh, I've taken a pause. There's so much, but yeah, I'll get back into it. It's Best gotta... character on Seinfeld's who? Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a Jerry fan. I, I like Jerry. I like them all. I do. And, but...
1: But if you have to, I love, I love Costanza's dad.
4: Oh, yeah. He's he's yeah, he's really good.
1: Frank Costanza. Is it
4: Frank Costanza? I think so, yeah.
1: We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> Del Boca Vista. Big, big night tonight. Eight games in the National Hockey League. Um, oh, to the viewers, you know, Kevin the Medium wrote in earlier. He's, he was late to the party today. Must have been working. He said, what's wrong with my... His Canucks that are 0-3 and have blown three leads so far this season. Uh, Nothing's wrong with them other than to say this is exactly what we said they were. They are who we thought they were. And we got battles at the top of the league and the bottom of the league tonight as far as the eight-game slate. Here in Calgary, I can't wait to go to the Golden Knights and the Flames. And I'm very gracious to Flames staff for having me there tonight. It's for NHL supremacy for 24 hours, but the Vancouver Columbus game, that's the train where that's the car crash on the freeway that you can't take your eyes off.
4: Yeah. And two teams that you can point to them being way better than their records. I mean, you look at Columbus, we thought that'd be a team on the rise and it should be still when they can get Goudreau and and line a going a little bit more and and get the goaltending and stuff like that. And Vancouver, I mean, look at, I'm an optimism. I'm an optimist. And I would say, look at your team's good enough. You've got a lot of talent. You've been able to have multi goal leads in all your games and play well. And they really, I thought they outplayed Edmonton for most of that hockey game that early in the year, but you're not mature enough yet to close those games out. So they've got to find some maturity. They got to grow up really quick. If they do, they could be a playoff. team. Oh man. Now that you guys come up with all the great questions
1: late in the show. Part of that's on us. I should have been answering them earlier, but I, I get a notification last night. I'm at the movie theater with Moose watching Halloween ends, which I do recommend. It's disturbing. Notification comes down from the score. Vancouver Canucks hold players-only meeting after loss at Washington. I'm like, this has got to be a record for the earliest in the season teams are having a players-only meeting because, and you guys, you people, trust me now, right? You trust me? 30-plus years in this racket, having traveled with teams all in every league all across the, the second you are having players-only meetings, you might as well call in the, the father and start doing the last rites. Please tell me a team that had players-only meetings where the coaches aren't allowed and it magically turned their season around. It doesn't happen. Don't you think it's far
4: early? <sighs> I know. Uh, it is, um, but maybe this is the way it does work. Like, he, if there's no track record of success, maybe you've got to have it earlier, so there's time to come out of this. I don't know, but for whatever reason, this team is getting complacent in hockey games, and that's scary. Well, what have we said?
1: Success and failure starts at the top, and the ownership of the Canucks seem to be up to their ass and alligators, don't they? By the way, Curtis uh, Fallman watching on the streaming says, Rod, is Bedard going to get traded? If so, where to? I, I've been writing about it. Do you go to rodpeterson.com? I write about it just about every weekend for our listeners in Atlanta. This is the, the next Sidney Crosby, the next Connor McDavid plays for my favorite hockey team, and uh, I'm a alum of the Regina Pats. But we're not allowed to talk about it. Nobody's talking about it. The trade of Connor Bedard. The team is 500. They're not good enough to challenge for a championship, but the owner doesn't want to trade him. And now I got the fans writing me going, Rod, you're the only one talking about it. There's a reason you're the only one, because you don't know what you're talking about. The rink's empty. The team loses as much as it wins, what are we doing here? That's why I'm sitting here. Not sitting there calling these games because I don't understand what the hell's going on in sports anymore. Other than the owners are calling the shots at their own peril. Yeah. How about that? Well, I'm interested to see with Vegas tonight. Let's end it on this with the Golden Knights. Talking to my Vegas guys. <laughs> They're just like, we're winning. Yeah. Everybody's job safe for today.
4: Because in Vegas, you lose, door to the door. I'd be buying steak dinners for Logan Thompson every night. He's really, as you say, pulled the wiener out of the campfire. When you trade Mark Andre Fleury and then Robin Lehner goes down for the season or for however long he's out for, he may never play again, who knows. And now you got Logan Thompson who just whoop right in and seems to have this team corrected, and Mark Stone's playing well. and... Life's good again. For now. Yeah. Last minute of play
1: on the RP show. See, I feel like Logan Thompson is not an NHL goalie. I called his games in the dub. I don't think he's a number one NHL guy, but, and then, you know, all these bizarre moves in Vegas. You think that Kelly McCrimmon's behind and their general manager, then I hear he's not behind them. What was I saying earlier about owners? And yet they're three and zero, and tonight's for NHL supremacy. I cannot wait. Thanks to Sheldon Nepastic. Thank you to John Liu, our live studio audience here at Gray Eagle. I'm not going to bore you with who's coming up tomorrow. Stay tuned to our social media channels, and we'll tell you then. I feel like a buffet. How about you? Ooh, sounds good. I worked out this morning. You will be later. I will. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. Who has more fun than us?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.